today's show, we talk about our top five most disrespectful moments in sports, and we talk a little Colin Kaepernick. I think there's some unwritten rules and things that we do in sports. And here in the United States of America, one of the things we do is we stand and honor the American flag. And I think there's other ways that he could have gone about proving his points. I don't know what taking a knee did. Uh, being involved in youth sports, shortly after that happened, I saw eight, nine, ten-year-old kids doing the same thing at youth football games. And I thought what he did was disrespectful to the point to where these kids were doing the exact same thing. And did they know why they were they, doing it? Exactly. He didn't. They don't really know. We didn't know why he was really doing it. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to another edition of the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am Oenyi, joined by Chris. What's good, y'all? I'm, I'm excited for this one. You this are? Is, this one's going to be good. Okay. What's up, Trey? Not much, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. That's great to hear. I'm doing very good since I'm wearing a cowboy hat. Not today. Yeah, UNLV. UNLV. Repping those running rebels. But, you know, we got to give a shout out to Cowboy Nation, Laker Nation. We're back, baby. We're, lo- we're losing listeners every time you say that. <laughs> every single time. Speaking of listeners, guys, please subscribe to our podcast. Give us comments. If you don't comment, we can't get any better. So just leave some comments. Let us know what we're doing right. Leave five stars. Um, the subject matter today, we're going to give you our top five most disrespectful moments in sports. And that can mean a lot of things, actually. But we're just going to go over those moments and then we're going to reveal our rankings at the end of the show. And I'll, I'll tell you one of mine first. I had a tie with Serena Williams and John McEnroe. Serena Williams threatened to kill someone at one of her matches. I think if that's not disrespectful, I don't know what it is. Uh, it was a foot fault, I believe. The official called it and Serena basically threatened to kill this woman. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, the umpire, right? The umpire, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I, I tied her with McEnroe, and you can pick a plethora of McEnroe's instances where he did something. He, Are you serious? That's a classic one, and the one in 1984 out in, um, I forgot where it was, it was London or something. But you can pick a, a bunch of those. So I just decided to make them a tie as a disrespectful moment in sports history. You know, John McEnroe was a legend at doing that. Here we go. I'm just saying. We had to bring him up, didn't we? I just, it's disrespectful. That's why I had to bring it up. Okay. Come on, Trey. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It was right. disrespectful. Yeah. I, when you even bring up Serena, Serena hates to lose. I, we know so that. Pretty much every time she loses, she says something <laughs> disrespectful. I wasn't supposed to lose her today. I had a bad day. So you could pick any Serena loss, which are rare, by the way. And she's probably going to have a disrespectful moment either during the match or after the match. Right. So. That's just one of mine. That was so. that was that was disrespectful. That's not right. I, I'll go with one. Uh, this one is probably one of my. It's disrespectful, but it's also one of my favorite moments in sports history. I was one years old when this happened, but I've seen the clip thousands and thousands of times. And it's 1992, and you have the Rain Man, Sean Kemp, known as the Lister Blister, and absolutely destroying 
destroying the Golden State Warriors with that dunk and point. People don't realize the what le- even led up to that moment. It was a lot of that series was a hard fought series. I was only one, but that's one of those series <laughs> where I went back and watched because Sean Kemp was a beast. So he goes down the lane, catches the ball, dunks on this man. But that's not even the point. It's the it's when he starts pointing <laughs> at about Alton, Alton Lister. Alton Lister. Alton, yeah. When he starts pointing at this man, I mean, even as a kid growing up, I used to go to the gym. Even when I hit a shot on you, I was pointing at you just like the Rain Man did. I couldn't dunk yet. I'll give, I'll give it a Rain Man point. That's one of my, it was disrespectful, but it was one of the best moments for me growing up watching that. Yeah, I, I had that on my list as well. I had that. I put a lot of things together mm-hmm. because there are other dunks that I feel like we're on that level. I had that dunk with Sean Kemp. I have Scottie Pippen over Patrick Ewing in the, uh, I believe it was game six of the Eastern Conference Finals where he kind of shoved him off after he dunked on him. That's one of them. And I also have Vince Carter in the 2000 Olympics where he just jumped over this man. That's highly disrespectful. Who does that? <laughs> and, and those dunks were, I mean, they. I could definitely see why you would feel that that's disrespectful because that, to to me, that dunk that Vince Carter made, that was ridiculous. That was more amazing for me than it was disrespectful. In basketball terminology, no you, one you wants You weren't the your, guy he dunked over. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants all that in their face, you know? And and that was that was scary to see. Uh, I, I, too, have uh, the Pippen over Ewing. He didn't have to step over Ewing like that. He didn't have to, that but was, he did. That was not right. But that was, uh, that was definitely something that... I thought was very disrespectful as well. And Patrick Ewing still hasn't gotten over that either. He, he, you're talking about wanting to kill somebody. He wanted to kill Scottie Pippen after Scottie Pippen did that. Um, I, I, I searched long and hard, and I tried to broaden my horizons a little bit. But one of the things I take as being very disrespectful happened in the 2006 World Cup final. Uh, that was the, uh, I believe it's Zinedine Zidane. Uh, Zidane, yeah. yeah. The headbutt, that was not cool. I mean, like that, to me, that's disrespectful. Like, just to blow your lid and you just can't, you know, you can't contain yourself. And because you get a red card, like, I'm out of here anyway. (laughs) So let me just give you this, administer this headbutt really quick. I thought that was wrong. He didn't flop on that headbutt? Well, (laughs) no, he took the head. (laughs) He took the head to the chest. Allegedly, though. The dude, was, I think it was Maserati was a player. I could yes, be wrong. it was. So I think he was, allegedly he was talking about his mother, and it yeah. was very personal. Oh, he earned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he deserved it. Was it. his mother or his sister he, or his daughter? daughter. May, yeah. What are those? He yeah. may have deserved it. He definitely deserved it. I think he came out recently and said, you know, said some of the stuff that he said to get the headbutt. But to me, that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool at all. But I think, you know, in most sports, that leads to a brawl or a big old fight or something mm-hmm. like that. But they don't want none of that in soccer, so... The headbutt was enough. So in that situation, what's more disrespectful? Is it talking about his mom on the on the field, or is it the headbutt? The, the headbutt was disrespectful because I don't think that at any point in time in the game should it should have come to that. So and at the time when we were watching, we didn't know what he was saying. We just thought the dude was because the name was crazy and just headbutt the guy. We didn't know. We just thought he was mad. But now you know, eight years later, ten years later, when the story comes out about what was really said, I think now. But to me, in my eyes, when I saw that, I was like, I cannot believe I saw that. I cannot. Soccer players. 
trying to act gangster. Like that was uh <laughs> You never no. seen these soccer fights on YouTube? No. They use no hands. I saw the fans. No hands. It's all legs. They try to kick the crap out of one another. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. But the headbutt is more disrespectful. I believe everyone's had someone talk about their mother at one point in time in their life. Yeah. It's not a new thing. Or so I think he claimed he spoke about his sister or something okay. like that. But still, I mean yeah. you know, it's like one of those things in the playground as a kid, like your mom could make you mad or your dad could make you mad. And you could say whatever you want in your head about them. Like, oh, man, my mom's mean. But let someone at school say something about your mom, it's on. Like, it, 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 doesn't, it, matter, it doesn't matter what she said. Especially or Mr. Truth. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go exactly. get your ass kicked today. Exactly. And that's what he did, too. So that was that was one that actually made my list. All right. So I'll, I'll go into the next one I have on my list. This was talked about for eons where it happened. June 28th. 1997, the WBA Heavyweight Championship of the World was on the line. Tyson Holyfield, two. Tyson was getting his butt whooped for three rounds. So he decided to bite this man's ear off. One of the most disrespectful things I have ever witnessed in my life. That's the jab Mike didn't have in the first fight. probably never seen anything like that again ever in boxing history so i when i saw it at first i really couldn't believe it It, and he did it he did it initially and i think it was was it lane lane mills was the referee probably at the time he did it initially holyfield complained about it he was like okay continue to fight and the man did it again he tried to bite his his uh, uh left ear off so that that was one of my disrespectful moments in in Sports history right there. Yeah, that wasn't cool. I mean, that was gory. I mean, that's just, you just take that L, you know? And Mike Tyson wasn't trying to take no L. But he was the baddest man on the planet. Was supposed to be. Yeah, you know? he was supposed to be. So I guess he just, he couldn't take it. You know, he's like, man, you know, F this. I'm about to bite this man's hero. That's one of those when you have to ask yourself as a man, what are you willing to do? And what are you not willing to do? I personally never taken. I've taken a beat down. I'm gonna be real with y'all. <laughs> I've taken a beat down, but I haven't been beaten down to the point where it was like I, I. I don't think I can survive this no more. It's time to dip. I think for Mike Tyson, he came to a point. He said, "I'm not gonna survive this. Let me get out." Mm-hmm. I didn't have that on my list. I really forgot about that. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, I forgot about the Zidane headbutt too. Yeah, I really I, did. I forgot about that. There's a lot of stuff, and I knew thinking about it that there's a lot of disrespectful things that have happened. I just couldn't think about all of them. And I think it's also because what have you actually witnessed? You know, I I saw the Tyson event when it happened in front of my eyes. It was just like you were in awe. Like, what? Did he just really just do that? Yeah, I, don't, you yeah, know? I think it was hard to like, no, nah, that couldn't have happened. Right. Yeah, that didn't hit. Yeah. You're thinking that that couldn't have happened. He just didn't do this. And then, you know, I, you, you had this idea of Mike Tyson as being the baddest man on the planet. And then you go to t- and do this. You know, now that kind of changed the way you looked at him, right? 
at first he was like this this badass boxer. Then after that, it was a moment to where it's like, you know, he's falling off. You know, he's no more that badass boxer anymore. He's just this guy that goes out there. It's a circus now when he was in the ring. At that moment on, it was a circus. The one I had on my list, uh, I doubt anybody else has this, but it was probably my first big sports rivalry, the Sacramento Kings versus the L.A. Lakers. And I was a huge Sacramento Kings fan. Chris Webber, Vlade Divac, and them boys. And I thought they had the better overall team. And they also got cheated by the referee. Oh, come on the now. Oh, they got cheated come in that, that series. Oh, too. But it was when Shaq was getting interviewed, and he was like, uh, the Sacramento Queens. <laughs> <laughs> We're not worried about the Sacramento Queens. Not at all. I'm not going to be doing this all, all year, going back and forth with them. Nobody cares that we, we won last year. It's a new year, so we, we just need to focus on the new year. But like I said, I'm not worried about the Sacramento Queens. Write it down, take a picture, send it to them. I don't care. <laughs> that hurt me to my core, because not only would they go on to win the series, he called them the Queens. And the funny thing, that was so disrespectful, because everybody in the NBA knew that when the Lakers and the Kings met, that was the finals. We all knew that. That was the NBA Finals right there. And the Lakers had their respect. They confront all they wanted to, but they had their respect. But to come out and call them the Queens, to me, that was a height of disrespect, saying, we don't respect y'all to call y'all the right name. I think that Shaq was the ultimate gamer, if you will, and he knew exactly what to say to get under those guys' skin. And and that was in the glory days. And In fact, several of my things on my list have – Shaquille O'Neal and the Lakers involved in that, but they were the queens. If we were, if we were really the kings, they were the queens because they, they weren't better than us. You know what I mean? Like they were next in line. They were like so. We were the kings. They were they were good. They were really good. They were like one B. They're like the queens in that situation. As much as I love Robert Horry and I do love him as a Rocket fan, that shot. I remember where I was sitting when he shot that shot. I was sitting down. The tip out? Uh, in the tip out, and he hits yeah. a shot. And I just remember looking at the screen, and I, I looked in the air. I was like, God, why? That's the first <laughs> moment. I was like, why would you let this happen? It's a two-point Sacramento lead. We're down to seven seconds. That Sacramento team, Sacramento Kings team, in my opinion, going back and watching those games, they were the better team. They were definitely the better team. At the end of the day, the star power won out. I'll give the Lakers the credit for that. Um, but I think Sacramento was a better team. Like so to my, hear them call them the Queens, that, that hurt. Like my main man Charles Barkley said, the best team always, always, always wins the seven-game series. Especially when there's a crooked ref. And we did that. Was that Donahue? And Donahue, we did that. Yeah. Saying the truth, the Queens is not a bad thing. We're the kings. We run everything. You are the queens. You're like, you step in when we're not available. What's wrong with that? <laughs> if we weren't there, y'all would have been the kings. But we were there. So you were the queen. No. When Robert Ory caught that ball. Swish. Did anybody think he was going to miss that shot? No. Like, as soon as it went up, we're like, no. oh, yeah, this, this is over. That's big shot Bob. He's not going to miss that. That that moment is hilarious because my mom was there. And my mom is Nigerian. Once he caught the ball, she said, it's over. <laughs> when he made the shot, my mom was like, I already knew that was going in. Yeah. It crushed my heart. Yeah. That was, uh, but Robert Ory, he did that for Choke City. 
You know, he oh did it for God, the Lakers. He did man. it for the Spurs. Like we've no, done twelve shows now. You said Choke City in every <laughs> single show. Hey, I hope they prove me wrong, man. Oh my God, I hope they prove me wrong. The but. funny thing about that shot too is both Kobe and Shaq had an opportunity to close the game out, and they both missed the shot. Well, if Lottie Divac grabs a rebound instead of just trying to tip the ball out, that mm. it's over. It was a tip pass, basically, because Robert was, he just stepped he was, into it. Right, it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. One of the disrespectful moments I have for myself happened June 28th of 08. And it was after Shaquille O'Neal and the Miami Heat won their championship. And Shaq decides to remix a song or come up with a rap uh, and ask Kobe to tell him how his ass tasted. You know how I be. Last week, Kobe couldn't do without me. because of what he because of what happened since Shaquille O'Neal was able to to leave that was disrespectful that was just flat out disrespectful especially for everything that they accomplished together as a team but Shaq knew what he was doing and, and Kobe wasn't the only reason Shaquille O'Neal left the Lakers organization Shaq you know he he had something to do with that as well but I think he didn't know exactly what Kobe had coming and, and that Kobe would win a couple more rings without him but for him to go and ask Kobe that and say like you know what ha 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 look what I look what I did without you even though he had flash uh, Dwayne Wade one of the top 20 players of all time uh, <laughs> it's uh that was disrespectful to me and it's not just I love Shaq Shaq's one of my favorite players ever but for him to come at Kobe like that was that was disrespectful it was disrespectful but it was hilarious when it, was, it came it out. Was, it was very funny. It was, <laughs> um, I think we can all agree Kobe got the last word in. Oh, yeah. Um, I went in back-to-back without him. Um, but I remember watching that video, and I wasn't necessarily thinking what Shaq was thinking. I wanted to know what Kobe was doing at that moment. Knowing the competitor Kobe is, I can see him watching him like, okay, Okay, Shaq. I'm positive he went to the gym that night. <laughs> I'm positive Kobe Bryant probably did that. But for sure, it was hilarious, man. I, I mean, I think it was, it was, I laughed. I mean, I really did laugh. But I mean, and it was one of those things, again, like he was right. Like he was like, okay, look, this is, you wanted me out. You wanted me gone. I'm gone. Look what we did. And then, but I do like Kobe's rebuttal that he, like you said, he got the last laugh and won some more ships. And don't think I didn't see what you do with Flash there. Don't think I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you top 20. That's good. Trey's always trying to start something here, man. <laughs> He's always trying to say something to get you riled up. I've, I've just tried to stay calm and chill. 
I'm not gonna say. Oh, anything. I got something for you. I know what will get you riled up. Hey, I'm just gonna be call you one day, like, hey, you're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> I found a new co-host. Okay. Oh, so I have some on my list. Okay, the malice in the palace. Ron Artest running up into the stands and punching pretty much a random fan. One of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my life. I remember exactly what I was doing that day. I was watching the, the game. In my back of my mind, I was like, Ben Wallace just stepped up to you big time. Like he wanted to fight Rod Artest badly. But you chose to run up into the stands and fight someone because they threw a cup at you. And it looked made the MA look terrible. It was very disrespectful. When I was watching, I thought it was one of the most hideous things I've ever seen in my life. Fans running to uh, down to the court trying to fight one another. Um, what's the game? Jermaine O'Neal damn near knocked the crap out of somebody. Uh, it was just, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was very, it was, it was bad to see. But I think at some point in time, fan, I think that at that point, fans became, began to realize that these are athletes. These people could, if they wanted to, they could whoop us. Oh, like, yeah. They were, they were whooping yeah. ass. Yeah. I mean, they were coming down there one by one. Our test was ready. Jermaine O'Neal baseball slide a punch into someone. It's like it's like a street fighter move, basically. Yeah. He did. If he I think he got injured because of that. He missed a couple probably, games. He probably did. But, you he know, probably did. but what's so funny, like, you know, Charles Barkley has that list of people. Like, you don't want, you don't, you don't mess with those people list and that, that list. And he's got the... Ben Wallace would be on that list, yes. like I, with Ron Artest. Yes, Ron. Artest I would have loved to see that fight. Steven Jackson would be on. The, I would not want yeah. to mess with Steven Jackson. Like he's it, crazy. But the funny thing about that is, and this was something that I heard recently. Um, but <laughs> on the way back to the locker room, allegedly Ron Artest asked Steven Jackson, "Jack, do you think we're going to get in trouble for this?" Yes, I heard, <laughs> I heard about that. That was on a documentary, <laughs> wasn't there? Something? Was, yeah, I was thinking to myself. How weird do you have to be to think out like, are we gonna get in trouble for just going to the stands and whipping people? That's like, like asking them, I'm I'm gonna start next game, right? Yeah. That's it. It's, it's the equivalent to that. That's you know? hilarious. I think the sad thing from that fight, number one, I don't think Ben Wallace ever gets enough of the blame for what happened. Because when you watch his game, the game was out of hand, it was over. And Ben Wallace was upset. And particularly that year, the Pacers, I thought they were going to the finals that year before that happened. So that sucks for them. But like you said, what I learned most from that it was if I'm going to a game, I'm not stepping on the court for nothing. No, I'm a diehard Houston rep, okay? But if don't roll your eyes <laughs> over there. But if something happens where anybody from the NBA comes to the stands, I'll be like, hey, I had nothing to do with it. I'm not going to get myself to that. I'm just not. The Rockets aren't about that life. I'm not talking about the Rockets. I'm talking about going against oh, the Rockets. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, so hey, I'm not. I'm going to mess with an A. He's a one-point Rockets. I am not messing with an A. No, Chris Humphreys will get it, though. If anybody will get it, Chris Humphreys will get it. <laughs> if he runs into the stands, come on, let's do it. We'll go. He will get it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a moment that stands out for me, and it was – I got to lead up to it. So in the first two games, it was Vikings versus the Packers, 05. So 04 season. And the Packers escaped both games. I think they won the first two games by field goals. So they won barely won both games. So come to the playoff game at Lambeau Field, everybody thought that the Packers would win and they would win by a margin. But that ain't what happened. Um, Randy Moss had a huge game. And I remember this specifically when he scored the touchdown and he turns around and he fake drops his pants 
um, to the Lambeau crowd. What people don't realize is that's what the Lambeau faithful does before their games. They, they will moon you. Um, so he does it to the fans, but that's not what's so disrespectful. The disrespectful part was Joe Buck's call and how pissed off he was. He was like, that's disgusting. Moss. disgusting act by Randy Moss and it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live that is disgusting by Randy Moss uh, that moment for me I was dying laughing not only because my Vikings won I was a huge Vikings fan with Culpepper and, and Randy Moss but it was more because um, how he did it and what he did to the Packers fans yeah, I don't, being a Cowboys fan, I remember that. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, that was hilarious too. <laughs> but I think I think a lot of touchdown celebrations were or out of line. And, and if you go back and think about the the football game itself and what it means, and the kids watching stuff like that, that was definitely not you know something they wanted to see. But you're right. I mean, Buck went crazy uh, just to go just to prove a point. And I don't think that the, I don't think the NFL was ready for a Randy Moss. I don't think they were ready for what he was going to bring to the table. And he was part of a few disrespectful moments. Actually, him leaving the game early was something that I um, was going to bring up too because I just think um, it didn't make my final list. But I thought that was just that was just disrespectful. Game's still going on. I don't care anything is possible in football. We've seen that, but uh, a disrespectful moment that the I didn't put in my list either also included uh, Brett Favre and the and the Packers, but. Brett Favre taking that slide to allow Strahan to get the sack oh. record. To me, that record was so like coveted, right? Yeah, I right. mean, like that was just like you don't you don't do that. And and I think I understand what Brett Favre was trying to do, but I mean, he was on his way out too. Uh, and and Strahan was that close to the record. I just don't think you dive like that just to allow him to get the record. That was very close to making the list because I I'm a big stats person, as you guys know. So seeing those stats fall for cheap stuff like that. I'm not cool with that. Yeah, I I forgot about that too. No one really actually brings it up when you talk about Michael Strahan's sack record. But when I first initially saw it, I was, you know, I'm a I'm a big Brett Favre fan anyway, and that is something kind of like what he would do. He makes it think he makes it seem like it's something that you know, I guess he helping the game or something like that. But he wasn't helping the game doing that. No, at not all. at all. I think some people argue that was classy. Right, and that's why I think he thought it was. Yeah. But I I didn't see it that not way. Not a record. I mean, like I don't I don't think for a record you don't you don't do that. I mean, like in baseball, if you're getting ready to break a record, they're pitching around you. They're not gonna let you I mean, you know, when McGuire and Sosa approached the record, they were walking them like, You're not getting that on me. Like I don't think so. In basketball, when Devin Booker was going for seventy, they're like, Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't think so. Like not on me, you're not doing that. I don't know why you brought up the Devin Booker game. <laughs> <laughs> that should make my lessons disrespectful. These boys celebrating when they lose and he's scoring seventy. That's yeah, disrespectful. That right is there. disrespectful. But you like, man, I'm not gonna let you not on my watch. And that's maybe it's just old school to me. But the other thing that I that made my list was June first, two thousand one. I told you I had a few Lakers things in it, but when Iverson made that bucket on Tyron Lue oh, and then stepped over my man like that. I know we talked about it with Pippen and Ewing, but that that even in hip-hop and kids' culture today, that's popular. That look that Iverson had on his face and what he did, that that's still memed today. And that's how iconic that was, in my opinion. 
he was wrong for that. Lakers were obviously a better team. And that the, was the first game, though, right? Yeah, and the, and, the, and the Sixers went on to lose the series, but it was still not. I mean, like, poor Tyron Lue. Uh, and at the end of the day, you talk about having the last laugh. I think Tyron Lue's probably having the last laugh now with his success in the NBA. Definitely not a better playing career, but that was wrong, AI. That was wrong. That game right there meant so much, though, because that Lakers team was so strong and so powerful, and they came in there without – they didn't drop a game before that. Um, right. yeah, the they playoffs, were undefeated. They were yeah. undefeated, and they're playing the Sixers team, and come on, what does everybody associate AI with? Heart. But right? didn't they have the coach of the year, defensive player of the year, and the MVP? They had, like, I, I want to say Matumbo was the MVP. Iris, I mean, defensive player of the year. Uh, Iverson was the MVP, and Larry Brown was the coach of the year, if I'm not mistaken. But I think they had all – they weren't a bad team. Not no, they anything were, compared to the they Lakers. They were a terrible team. No, 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 seriously. Well, you take Allen Iverson Conference. Well, anyway, you take Allen Iverson off that team, they score 50 points a game. <laughs> and seriously. Ma- and Matumbo – was it Matumbo the center that, on that, yeah, on that he team? Was, he, was, he, he, was, was, yeah. he was. He was. He was. I mean, they – they they played in the Eastern Conference. So who else who else can you name on that team? Um, oh, they had Aaron McKee. I wanted him to name. Yeah, I, I wanted him to name. Lynch was on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Lynch, garbage. Snow, oh, garbage. Eric Snow hit the game winner in that game. Oh, give me a break, <laughs> so, man. So, so outside of Kobe, a young Kobe, a young Kobe, and a Shaquille O'Neal, the, the Lakers didn't have another Hall of Fame player on that team. But they had players. They had, they had Derek they had, Fisher. They had great role players. Derek Fisher, in your eyes, is like one of the greatest point guards ever. Oh, of course. He was the Lakers, Okay, baby. so what are you talking about? Yeah, but, but that's just me talking trash. That's me being a homer. Who's better, Derek Fisher or Eric Snow? Derek Fisher. Who's better, uh, Lynch or Robert Ory? Robert Ory. I mean, come on, man. What I mean, what are we discussing here? You're Shaq talk, or Matumbo? You're talking about you're talking about Robert Ory because of what we, what he became hitting those big shots. Right. But one but he on one, one on one. I don't know that he beats. But Lynch. He, he made big shots though. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that team. It was garbage. I mean, I don't even know why we're having this discussion. Like, what are we discussing here exactly? Did you brought that. You brought I'm just, that. I just brought it. I just brought it because you know. But the, again, they had the coach of the year, MVP, okay. and defensive player of the year. Lakers didn't have any of that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And we won anyway. So he was just wrong for stepping over my man, Tyron Lue, like that. <laughs> we had Tyron Lue in the game. He was playing. Because he was, he was proclaimed to be the Iverson stopper. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And Iverson was like, okay, step over you. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. That was dirty. That was dirty. I want to bring something up. And I didn't put it on my list because I don't know how you guys feel about it or if you think it's actually disrespectful. But I think because of this man's actions, he's not in the NFL right now. Okay. Talking about Colin Kaepernick. I didn't put it on my list, but how do you guys, do you feel like it was disrespectful what he did or do you feel like it was just, you know, something that he tried to prove a point about and do you agree with me that that's the reason why he's not in the league right now? I don't think it was disrespectful, right? But at the same time, I can see somebody making an argument that it was, right? Right. I'm not even trying to be be PC. I'm just being real. I don't find it disrespectful. Um, I find something disrespectful, disrespecting the flag, is leaving the stadium, you know what I'm saying, not participating. He just nails on the ground, sounds on his chest, does his, what he does. I think it's obvious that's why he's not in the league right now. You cannot name me. Well, I mean, it's 32 teams, right? Mm-hmm. You can't name me 32 backups better than Colin Kaepernick. So let's just squash that. So he's he's not in the league because of his actions, but actions have consequences. So I'm not, I'm not one of those people saying, well, why isn't he in the league and doing all that because – he made that decision, and that's a consequence of his actions. Now, I applaud him for making his decision. You do what you have to do, and you, he made a point. 
But um, I think the problem with people who do any type of protest nowadays, everybody has an idea where it's like, okay, I'm making a protest, but ultimately, what is your point? What is your goal? And you have to always recognize, even if you have a right protest, a wrong protest, it doesn't matter. Any type of protest has consequences. So if the question is, is he not in the league anymore because of that? Absolutely. I don't think any GM or any owner could tell you with a straight face differently. To, to an extent, I agree with you, Chris, but I think there's some unwritten rules and things that we do in sports. And here in the United States of America, one of the things we do is we stand and honor the American flag. And I think there's other ways that he could have gone about proving his point. I don't know what taking a knee did. Uh, being involved in youth sports, shortly after that happened, I saw eight, nine, ten-year-old kids doing the same things at youth football games. And I thought what he did was disrespectful to the point to where these kids were doing the exact same thing. And Did they know why they were they, doing it? Exactly. He didn't, they don't really know. We didn't know why he was really doing it. And now that he's not in the league, how much attention is he bringing to that now? Now would be a perfect time for him to say, you know what, I'm not in the league. Now there are no consequences for me doing this. Now this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm starting, and I'm sure he's donated money and did all these other types he's of things. I'm sure. Things. He's I'm sure. Things. But but he, it's not the platform that he had. The platform that he, if he really wanted to go about doing it the right way, the platform that he had would have allowed him to reach the masses. But because he decided to do it the way that he did it, now who is he going to reach out to? I'll say this: I thought he did reach the masses because pretty much every major media outlet, from ESPN to CNN was covering what he was doing and people were using that as an offset to talk about the movement he was trying to what was the movement right i think that's the point though what what message did he deliver the message i got from that now is that he just kneeled during the national anthem the message he was trying to deliver was support for i guess black Lives matters or whatever you know for that but no one talks about that right now. Right. All they talk about is that he kneeled. I understand that. But I'm saying when it first happened, people were talking about they that. Were. They but were. But I mean, at the end of the day, I just think, me personally, I think it's too easy to criticize him and say, oh, what's your end goal? I think he had an end goal. And it was just get the word out, which he accomplished. I just think there are a lot of copycats kind of to Trace Point where people are doing it. And you see people doing that soccer games and doing it. And like, so you ask them, why are you doing it? I'm doing it because Cap did it. I'm really just defending Cap. You know right. what I mean? And then it loses right. its purpose. But I can't right. blame Cap for people not understanding, right? If you deliver a message and people don't understand it, which happens, I don't know, every day, I can't blame the person giving the message. I can't do that. So, right. Trey, did you think it was disrespectful, though? Uh, to me, and, and, and it may just be because I'm, and I don't live in this fairy tale world, right? I wake up every day knowing that I'm a black man in this world. And so in my professional life, personal life, social life, I have to deal with that every day and deal with whatever comes with it, right? I get that. So I'm not naive to the fact that the way that I look, the way that I talk, my family, all that is looked at and judged differently. Whether people want to believe it or not, it just it is what it is. That's just something I've come to accept. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, I live in the best country in the world. I get a chance to do things like this. I get a chance to go to sporting events. I get a chance to to be with my friends and family and I get to say pretty much what I want to say knowing that there's going to be some consequences and I just wish that he would have recognized that too what we need to we need more people like Colin Kaepernick not being afraid to stand up for what you believe in but ultimately making sure that the influence that you're trying to make and and the platforms that you have that you're using them 
and, th- and I didn't put this on my list because I didn't want to get into something. Right, that was right, very right. And I, I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. You know, right. in depth about it. Right, I just want I just to think, know. I, yeah. just, I, I think it was disrespectful. Disrespecting that flag to me. I mean, if you would have seen me on the Fourth of July, I look like a walking flag probably. Mm-hmm. And I made my family go out and get that stuff because I love this country. I don't love necessarily the people that lead it all the time. Right. I don't like the decisions that they make. But at the end of the day. I love America. Right. Right. And I wouldn't live anywhere else. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, no matter what. So to me, it was disrespectful. Okay. I didn't necessarily think it was disrespectful because it was his choice to, but it's whatever. I go into my next disrespectful moment in sports 1991, Bulls versus the Pistons. The Bulls sweep the Detroit Pistons. They were the bad boys. 7.9 seconds left. Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer. Mark McGuire, they all just walk off the court. They don't they don't shake Jordan Pippen's hands, anything like that. That was highly disrespectful. And Jordan, till this day, will not let that down. So that's that's on my list as well. That's, Do you blame him? No, I don't. Absolutely not. I don't blame him. Isaiah Thomas regrets it. That's what he said. Well, that was probably one of the reasons he didn't make the, the Olympic, Olympic team. team. The yeah, yeah, exactly why he didn't make the Olympic team. But I thought that was highly disrespectful. It was funny too, but and you know it came from the bad boys, so I felt like it was you know suitable. I think now nowadays when that happens, you know at the end of the playoff series or finals, um, when players walk off the court, it's not necessarily even looked at anymore. I remember last season when the Cavaliers beat the Warriors. Clay walked off the court, and I don't think anybody even cared. Nobody even mentioned it. He didn't. He didn't bother to shake. He, he apologized though. Okay, I give. But yeah. I'm just saying it wasn't a big deal though. I mean, nobody even talked about it. Well, the reason why it's on my list too is because with anything, when it initially happens, there's an all to it, and then as it happens more and more in sports, it's like it, it loses its luster. It's like okay, I've, we've seen this before, but that's the first time I've actually seen a team just walk off the field and say, "We're not going to shake your hand." Well, LeBron did the same thing in '09. When the Celtics won the Eastern Conference Finals, like, but he dabbed them up before the game ended. Right. He went to dab them up. Clay, Clay was like, "I'm not having this right now." <laughs> he straight dipped. Um, I think it's a little difference. A lot of times, what the players would do, like LeBron did during these finals, but he didn't dab everybody up. That's true. Yeah, but not everybody was a star. A if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm LeBron, I'm not dapping up um, anybody on the Warriors bench. Why? I'm, that was a sorely. That was a sorely. I'll go that dab a, up. That I'll was go. a weak move. <laughs> I fit it in there. I fit it in there somehow. These are the words that Trey will always say during the podcast. Cowboys Nation, Lakers Nation, choke and weak. Those those words are guaranteed. I'll just wait wait for you to say weak to complete it. Well, it's about Cowboy Nation right now because we can just skip the whole thing. No, man, man. It was it was it was September, September 24th, 2000. One of my favorite players of all time now was playing for the San Francisco 49ers. And Jeff Garcia? Heck no. Uh, Terrell Owens. And when this man scores a touchdown and runs to midfield in the. Oh, I got to get matches thinking about it. Third and goal, Garcia. Play fake, bootleg to the right. Throws it in the end zone all along. Touchdown, San Francisco. And Owens draws more booze by standing in the middle of the blue star and looking heavenward and spreading his arms. When George C. came and tried to tackle this fool for standing in the middle of our field. Now, I've done that pose once he became a cowboy. I did that. 
But that to me to, was the, the most disrespectful thing I have ever seen in my life. You don't do that. Like, you don't do that. Emmett followed it up by going to the middle of the star later on and, and kneeling and, and I guess, T-Boyne before T-Boyne was cool. Like, that that kind of helped did, me out Did he slam the football into the ground? Yeah, he slammed it. Yeah. He did the little kneel. He yeah. did the kneel. Man, that was that that hurt. That hurt. And so when when it was talk about him becoming a cowboy, I was almost to the point like, no, forget him, man. <laughs> forget him. <laughs> but, uh, if he wouldn't have been a cowboy – I, I would have I would have hated him no matter how great he is. He's one of the best receivers ever played the game. I would have still hated him. But when he became a cowboy, he kind of helped me forget that a little bit. Yeah. So he ran to the first time to the midfield. Emmett did it. And then he did it again, right? Right. Yeah, and so he, he didn't get there, did he? Oh, no. He, he, no, he, he got, got there. there. He got there. <laughs> he got there. He was about to pose. <laughs> and then T came out. I was like, not again, player. Yeah. Not again. Yeah. And they almost, they almost got into a straight brawl because of that. And they should have. They deserved that. But him, he that that stars no. You get a chance to cross it when you cross midfield. But after that, you don't belong in it, player. And Terrell Owens, that you was wrong for that. I didn't he, look at it as being disrespectful myself. What was it? Oh, I'm sure I thought it was gangster. I thought it was gangster. Actually, no. No. well, it's gangster is Frank Wright. Frank Wright is gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Owens was not gangster. It's American gangster. But that that move. That's when it was when you get into a brawl and you get back on a bus and your teammates like, "Thanks for looking out for me, dog." For like, real? No, nah, nah, nah. yeah. I did not want to get into this fight. This yeah, no, nah. not for that. Not for that. That was that was just that just hurt, man. That really, really hurt. I thought it was entertaining when I saw it. I'm I sure really you did. did. I'm I was sure like, you did. Yes, finally, someone's going to stand in the middle of this star. I just, I, I, I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. Don't look at me like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I named my top five. I think I did. Top five. Yeah, I named my top five. Well, my top five would be all over the place now, thinking about some of the things that I didn't think about. Um, but I think we all had a chance to name them. Yeah, there there are some other instances that I was thinking about. I I was gonna say something about the Kings, Lakers, Queens. Kings and Lakers, <laughs> but it was more so about the ref. In hindsight, what he did mm-hmm. was disrespectful to the game. That's all I was gonna say about that. Because you, you you can't you can't do that, man. Bet on games and stuff like that. I, I, as a ref, so I thought it was disrespectful. But, that is, that is pretty disrespectful. Yeah. That so. it, but I mean, I think I mean if you think about it, there's a lot you know that won't ever make some people's top five lists that are very very disrespectful to to others. And I mean, man, I, I just think about all the rivalries and yeah. the people dissing people. You know, when Tio uh, made the catch in the playoffs and was crying and stuff like that. When Kobe was crying after they were going for four in a row and they and the Spurs beat them. Like people were laughing, and I thought it was disrespectful. Kind of like the the comment that it, it hit me. Kind of like what Charles Barkley did with Isaiah Thomas this year. Like I think players get so emotional and caught up in the game. I want those type of people on my team. You know, like if you lose in the, in the same night you're in the club chilling like nothing ever happened. I got a problem with that. Yeah, right. When I see players, especially professional athletes and, and college athletes, like just you know so caught up in the moment and they're crying because they lost like that. You don't see that that often. Th- those are the players that I want on my side. Those are the players I want on my team. And to me, it was disrespectful for people to really, really go at them. Even though now looking at it, you know, you're like, dang, is it that serious? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Four championships in a row. Well, we probably won't. Well, we might see that now with Golden State, but we probably won't see that again in basketball. Mm-hmm. And they were they were on the brinks of being able to do that. I will say one that I didn't put on my list, but it was literally number six, was Lance Armstrong. And how we all lauded him as one of the best, greatest athletes of all time. And come to find out, mm-hmm. this boy was on roids. 
winning all those championships. And I think like he came out, he battled cancer and all that. But, oh yeah, and he had it's a big story. And um, I guess for him to win all of those championships and have it invalidated and wiped off the books. That was, for me, that was one of the most disrespectful things because he thrived off that and was to live strong and all those bands everybody wore and things of that nature. Um, that was a fringe one on my list. Yeah, and then he just straight up lied about it day after day after day with a straight face. Did you guys see the report that came out the end I of did. last month? I did. It so might not have even it. affected so, his wins. Yeah, so allegedly <laughs> the performance-enhancing drugs that him and several other cyclists were taking – didn't pr- prove to be enhancing. So, I mean, like he probably really earned those based on what they're saying with the medication now. He probably really earned those, but because he took something, back to those decisions you made, because he did that, now he doesn't have his seven yellow jerseys. But it's possible that those drugs didn't even help him, which is I crazy. didn't even see that. That reports why that. he wasn't in my top five. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it was still disrespectful because he oh, knew he what was. he was doing. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. But, um, wow. I didn't even know that. It's funny how these things come out years later about stories. It's yeah. like, is this funny? Reggie Miller and Spike Lee. <laughs> okay. I can't remember what lame it was. But I can name different instances where Reggie Miller was just disrespectful to the Knicks in general. But when he did a little choke thing, he did something else, too, that no one talks about. He grabbed his, you know, mm-hmm. n- neither reg- re- region. And that was just disrespectful that would be number six on my list that was yeah. that was that was extremely disrespectful extremely disrespectful one that didn't make my list that almost almost made the list for me was the whole ray rice situation um being that it wasn't sports that to me was the ultimate disrespect not only to his marriage and his wife but also to like to to the to the to the shield you know i think Beyond the rules and the image of the NFL, that goes way beyond that. But for him to to feel like he could do that, and I just that that was just flat out to me, just the ultimate you know disrespect for for the way that it went down. And I'm not a part of what I don't know what happened. I don't know. I I wasn't there. I see a few seconds of the videotape about what he did. I don't know anything like that. I'm not picking sides or what he did was wrong. What we saw was wrong. And I just thought that that was just disrespectful. To, you're talking about people not being in the NFL for, I mean, 30 seconds, a decision in 30 seconds ruined that man's career, probably, possibly ruined his marriage and what his wife has to go through on a daily basis. To me, that was just uncalled for. And and I'm a firm believer in like second chances and stuff like that. But even I, like I believe really forgiving and everything else was like, man, after that, that's hard. That's really hard, Ray. And that's the bed you made, and you got to lie in it. With that one, <clears throat> I think that's one of those where if the video doesn't surface, he's probably still in the league. Probably. Unfortunately. No, he right? is. Yeah. He is still yeah, in the he's league. He's probably. Because they suspended him for two games. Right. When there was no video leak. Then as soon as the video linked, he was suspended indefinitely. Right. Yeah. And right. never to be seen again. Yeah. Right. So he would have been playing the league. If there was no video, he would still be playing the league today. Yeah. So. That moment when you talk about the shield kind of reminds me of the the T.O. moment uh, when they were talking about him possibly battling depression and his publicist came out and she said, what did mm-hmm. she say T.O. has? I think it was 80 million or something like that. 80 million reasons why not to have that. Even as a kid, I, I froze for a second. It's like, so you're saying money is what's going to lead you away from being depressed or something <laughs> like this? Like, is she serious? I think they fired her the not next the day. Truth, yeah. That is the dumbest thing I've heard in my life. Yeah. But that was more disrespectful even to just athletes in general. 
So when I heard that, that was one of those I considered putting on my list, but it's really a fringe thing because it's not necessarily a, a sports thing. It was his publicist, but it still dealt with T.O. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the Ray Rice is on the fringe, too. It's kind of a little bit outside of sports, a little bit, but I, I got what you were saying yeah. with the whole thing, yeah. And there are a lot of things like that. You know, Michael Vick and the whole dog thing. People, they're listening to this and they're dog lovers. Like, why haven't you said Michael Vick and the, <laughs> the dog killing thing? That was very disrespectful. But that was that's outside of sports, I think. It's not something that actually happened on the field, you know, so. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I didn't I didn't bring it up, but I just yeah I, I think about that often. Just thinking about what he you know the decisions that these guys make, and as young black men, I just you know not that uh, I like young black men better than I like you know any other race, but to see them make those types of decisions just hurts. Yeah, it just hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Well, that's life, though. You know, Astros winning ten to zero. By the way. That's just a raw. It's not just that raw. They put up ridiculous numbers. And they have, and then, you know, uh, Keiko, only, Keiko's not even playing. It's bro. only the fifth inning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are they playing a football game? The <laughs> touchdown on the field, though? They score more than the Texans. Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, fine. If they win a championship, fine. Whatever. They're going to win the chip, bro. They I have to. I mean, I would love them to, but I'm scared to see the playoffs, man. I really am. I just need it. I need some of those tickets you decline, man. Hey, I'm going to let y'all know right now. If you have free tickets to a Nationals <laughs> game, don't bother giving it to me because I don't want them. I'll if take it's a playoff it. game, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take a playoff Yeah, game. the playoff, you know, as far as the level of intensity, this is any sport. But for baseball, it goes way up. The yeah. best playoffs in sports. No. I don't, no, I don't agree with that. Best no, playoffs sir. in sports. I don't believe no, that. Sir. I'm telling you, Absolutely baseball not. is the best playoffs mm. in sports, brother. Mm-mm. How you do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Absolutely not. I'm not talking not. about single championship. I'm talking about from beginning to end, the baseball playoffs are phenomenal. Um, I think baseball, out of all the top sports in America, will probably rank last for me as far you as the playoffs. You are crazy. I'll tell you what is number one. You're crazy. Hockey. Hockey is Hockey pretty is phenomenal. It's exciting. It is phenomenal. I'm not. I'm not going to poop on the NFL. When NFL playoffs come around, I'm ready. Super Bowl okay? is better than the playoffs. The Super Bowl in general, yes, yeah, better than the playoffs. But the, the whole from the wild card to the Super Bowl is is phenomenal. I could tell you, prop with a very good probability, who's going to win the Super Bowl already. And it's still better. And And I cannot tell you who's going to win the World Series. And it's still better than MLB playoffs. Yes. No, sir. We'll we'll have this discussion another time. But don't don't trip. The MLB playoffs is phenomenal. I mean, like I said, it's the widest gap because the regular season is so damn boring. It has to be better (laughs) during the playoffs. It just has to be. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. I have no idea. You're out of your mind. Who's the best team in the NFL? I don't know. I think right now the Cowboys look good, man. The Cowboys, the Cowboys look really good. They're number good. two, Cowboy the Nation. Cowboys, what's the up? Cowboys might be the best team. They're the second in, best in the the NFL. The, but the, if they meet Aaron Rodgers again in the playoffs, man, it's, it's a done deal. Stop tripping. So we'll forget about them. Um, y'all forgetting about the Texans? Okay, they have the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's that wasn't a joke. This is not jokes. <laughs> this is real life here. The Texans have the number one defense in the league. Okay. And y'all beat the Raiders barely without Derek Carr. Hey, man. I got to rip my Texas. What's the name of your quarterback? 
Deshaun Watson. No, no, no. The starting quarterback. As Deshaun right Watson. He doesn't. Uh, Tom Savage doesn't know it yet, but Deshaun Watson is the starter. I don't know what all this uh, six game thing is. Just put Deshaun in there, man. We'll talk about that later too, because that's yeah. that's starting to piss me off too a little bit. So anyway, my my number one was going to be 1991 Pistons and Bulls. Number two was Holyfield and Tyson. Number three, the Malice in the Palace. Uh, number four was going to be the Dunks, the collection of Dunks I had. And number five was going to be Serena Williams and John McEnroe's tirades. Okay. Uh, number five for me was AI's Cross on Lou. That, that was disrespectful. Uh, number four was Randy Moss and the Moonin'. Number three was T.O. on the Star. Number two was uh, Shaq calling them the Queens. Um, and number one was definitely the Lister Blister. <laughs> yeah, mine was Zidane's headbutt at number five. Shaq's tell me how my ass tastes at number four. Iverson disrespecting my man, Ty Lue, at number three. Pippen, I don't even want to say it, standing over you like that was to me. That was just the ultimate, especially with the way that the, that rivalry was at that time. And then it had to be, you know, in honor of Cowboy Nation, T.O. disrespecting our star like that. We didn't have any baseball disrespectful moments in any of our list. I, I thought about that, too. I I, think- I, the only one I can think of was, I don't know if y'all remember this, but they had a brawl. It was the Yankees and the Red Sox. And the Yankees had an older man on the field. This dude was pretty old. And Pedro Don grabs Hammer. his There we go. Yeah. Grabs his head and throws <laughs> One of the most hilarious moments I've ever seen. And the dude rolled back up. Zimmerman got right back up. That was disrespectful, though. That's yeah. a senior citizen right there. I, I thought about putting, um, what's this, what's the pitcher's name for the Astros? Old school pitcher. My, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. I thought about putting his beat down. Of, oh, Robin uh, Ventura. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he uh, charged him on the mound and he got him in the headlock and started just pummeling him. I thought yeah. about putting that on there as well. But I thought about it. Yeah, the, the fight between the Rangers and Astros last year. Um, or two seasons ago. It was probably last, last I year. I think it was two seasons ago. With Batista. Like, yeah. that was disrespectful. Like, you don't do that. You don't mm. throw hands like not supposed to throw hands like that at a baseball game. But and what who, is it Batista, the one that threw the bat? That, the bat uh, flip? Yeah, that was yeah. a great game. Yeah. That was a great series. I'll give you yeah. that series. Baseball is amazing. But it's, it's nothing like the NFL. Baseball is so exciting, man. So when, exciting. It, when, when Aaron Rodgers, I like bringing up Aaron Rodgers' name, when Aaron Rodgers threw the Hail Mary, in that game, in that playoff game last versus year. Versus the Lions. Versus the Lions. I, I went ballistic. Wait, was that a playoff game? It was a playoff was game. A playoff. No, okay. he, he did it more. He did one in a regular no, season. That, that wasn't yeah. the Lions. He did the same season, regular season versus yeah, the Lions. Lions. Then he did one in the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, did it against, again, the Cardinals. Play, Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. The the, the, the playoffs. That wasn't the, even his best play. Exactly. The the best play was the Michael Jackson tiptoe catch oh, yeah. on yeah. the sideline yeah. by um, – yeah. Oh my goodness! The was tight it, end. Was it, I want to say Cook. Is it Cook? Yeah, Jerry Cook. Jerry Cook. Yeah, yeah. that was that was the oh that was the, the pass and the catch were just inc- like when I saw that, my hands were on my head. I can't do that in baseball. I'm just there looking. This oh, like you, you know. Then you need. I need to take you to a baseball mm-hmm, game, man. Mm-hmm. Now the only the only baseball game, I'll tell you that really it pissed me off. Oh, I know where you're going with this. The Astros. Yeah. Oh my God! But they still eventually won the series. But Pujols. Oh, hit! I think it was game six or five. Hit this monster hit home run. The crowd was ready to go erupt. (laughs) Then he hits this home run. You could hear a needle drop in that stadium. And then he just holds the bat like it's 
his stepped out or something as he goes around the bases. It was, it was, that yeah. was. The crazy thing about that game, that's when I knew I didn't know the rules of baseball. <laughs> I was like, timeout, pass interference, something. <laughs> Let's call this play back. He hit that ball so hard. Yeah. Even yeah. though the Astros got to the World Series, that broke the bullpen. They were broken at that. The, the thing is, if the Astros played in another city, not with the moniker Choke City, the Astros probably would have a few more. World Series titles. I just think they're cursed. I really think playing in the city of Houston might curse them. So I'm hoping that they can the reverse that curse. The curse was lifted when? back when the Rockets won back-to-back championships. Okay, And I'll how many titles right. do we have here in Houston since then? I still think it was lifted. I just think that we, we the, have... The Comet doesn't even play here anymore. <laughs> they had about like five or six, maybe, <laughs> to start off with. <laughs> yeah, but no one no one cared about that, honestly. Yeah, the, the curse was lifted in, back when the Rockets oh, won back-to-back. Man. Because the Oilers left. The Oilers, as a team, they were cursed. Will, okay? there, will there be a will there be a Houston will there be a Houston world title this decade? I already told you what's going to happen in the so, next four so, years. So the Dynamo don't count. So put that no, they don't okay. count. I already told you what's going to happen in the next four years. Okay, we're we're in the golden age of Houston sports. Okay, we're going to have. We might need to count the Dynamo. We might need to count. That. I don't see why not. The Dynamo is a good team because they're not. They're I mean, a good team, but no one. The streets, like if the Rockets win a championship, the streets are going to be filled with people celebrating. If the Texans win a championship, <laughs> <laughs> we're no one's going to work for a week after that. No one's going to work. No one's going to school. We're going to be celebrating for as long as we can. But what the Dynamo won, it was like oh, okay. Back to work the next day. You know what you should do? You should like grow your beard out until the Texans win two playoff games. How long do you think your beard would be? Does last year count? No. Why not? No, no. Like st- going forward, just grow your beard out until they win two playoff games. How long do you think your beard would be? Well, after, like when do you think you'd be able to make cut it, it off? After they make it to the the finals of the AFC championship game, then that that'll be it. I'll cut it off because they'll win two. So <laughs> you're talking of of, of two thousand eighteen or nineteen? Two thousand eighteen. Okay. Okay. It ain't happening. Go Texans. Uh, I mean, who's going to compete with the Texans this year? Besides the Patriots. Who else can you just say for sure? The, if, if the Texans make the playoffs. The I'm Raiders. Saying, okay, like if the Texans make the playoffs, right, you're, you're assuming that they are AFC South champions, right? So mm-hmm. that means Deshaun Watson has to be playing pretty well. He's, no, no, I'm just saying, if they make the playoffs, there is no team besides the Patriots, if they're still know what they're doing, that I can just for sure say it's better than they are. I think the Steelers are talking no. about putting there too. I'm not for sure saying that they're better. Ben Roethlisberger. You don't think the Raiders are better than the Texans? Honestly. Okay, they might be better than them, but I can't say for sure. I'm not going to bet my life on that they're going to beat them. Okay. Same thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If 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 Ben Roethlisberger can stay healthy, I don't think he can stay healthy for an entire year. Him and the running back. And J.J. Watt will? Jadavion well, well, County will? Okay, look. J.J. Watt is just now getting back off of back surgery, so we don't know what's going to happen with him. That was his first major injury. Clowney, hopefully that's behind them. And if those two things are, even if they're not, they're all the teams in the NFL have questions, right? Except for the Patriots. Question is how many championships are gonna they're gonna win, you know. So but I mean there's no team that scares me. None. You are true Homer. You are a true homer. You bring it out of me. <laughs> every every time you say nom nom nation or nom nom nation, whatever I don't want to say it. Okay. You bring it out of me. Let's go right. Texans. That's what I'm talking about, Trey. You might be here a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show, guys. Make sure you subscribe to our show. 
Leave comments. We want to get better and better each show. If you want me to kick Trey off the show, I will do it in a heartbeat. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.